Welcome back to another episode of Have a Dope Day. I'm your host, Gabriel Lopez. Today, I'm here with Kylie Burnett, who is a business coach. Did I mess up your last name? No, I don't think okay. so. Okay. Sounds right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I, bro, even though this is the same thing every time, I always feel self-conscious about everybody's name. Yeah, it's okay. So. You're doing great. So let, <laughs> let me just give the audience an idea of who you are by asking you to paint. Give us a brief summary of your professional history. All right, brief. I'll try to keep it brief. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> I'm Go a for talker, it. you know. No, it's all good. It's all good. Go for it. Um, well, let me see. Uh, I'm a beauty school dropout, right? Okay. okay. So then I started, I mean, I started working at 15, like in restaurants and stuff. Mm. Tried beauty school, dropped out, um, got into makeup. I started and like worked my way up there. Um, kind of like topped out in sales there basically. Um, I got to like the highest levels I could within that company. Um, randomly moved to New Mexico after that. So I was 21 and I was like, I think I'm kind of capped out here. I'm just going to go over here. Yeah. Um, I knew sales. And so I explored more of that. I was definitely like, <laughs> I was working at, at one point I was working at Zoomies and like Vitamin World at the same time. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just doing customer service. Anyways, long story short, I start like working my way up and like continuing in like the management sphere. Okay. Um, I'm 21. I get my first like management job and I'm like, oh shit, like I'm responsible for people. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got like all obsessed with like coaching and like leading and like things like that. Um, and then I started working for Journeys and I ended up, I worked my way up through there. Um, was an area sales manager for them, the whole entire state of New Mexico. Um, and I was an authorized auditor, did that, came back to Sacramento, continued in sales, had my son. Uh, let me see. And then I was like, you know, from like running like big like teams and things like that and like statewide, statewide teams, you know, I was just like, I don't really want to do that. I just want to like hang out with my kid and you know, do something light, but like, I don't really know how to do anything light, which is hilarious that I thought I could yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I got into coffee and it was like, I was in Midtown and then I got into coffee and I just became obsessed again. And, uh, I just got really into it and was like, started getting into like latte art competitions and like winning those. I, I was a roaster for Temple, um, a GM for Old Soul, like a lot of like local roasters. Um, which was really cool. Um, and then I basically stepped out of that because I was like, hey, like at that point I was a single mom. Okay. And I was like, I need to make a certain amount of money and I'm not going to like make that and like be able to provide for my son yeah. if I'm like working in this industry. So I took what I loved out of it and I was like, okay, well, I love like running teams and like operations. I love efficiency and all of that. And so took that and then I went into the cannabis game. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, I quickly, I came in as like a quality technician, moved up to like, um, a distribution manager, then started, uh, the supply chain for a really big company in California. And, um, yeah, started the supply chain and like branched out to like five, six different products and, did that for a couple of years and it was, I was really busy until I left that and did my own thing. 
you said you were, where did you start in cannabis again? As a quality? As a quality control tech. Does that mean you just get high all day? Like just <laughs> trying a little different weed? What is, no. Can you elaborate on what that is? Yeah, it's not as cool as it sounds. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I think quality techs now are that. Oh, what? But yeah, that's, that's like a job? real thing. That's like cool. smoke the weed and see if it's good. I don't smoke, but that sounds like a dope job for somebody. I know, yeah. I know. Um, no, I was just making sure like, basically I was checking processes and making sure that we were compliant Okay. in things. Before we step into your private practice, mm-hmm. I think it's there's a pattern here, right? And that you have an obsession with logistics. Yeah. Where do you think this obsession for logistics come from? Oh man. Um, I mean, I really I mean, partly for like my astrology folk out there, I'm a Capricorn, so like oh. <laughs> partly <laughs> that. Um, and like the ones that get it, get it. Um, but also very much like I mean, I've always been good at like looking at a situation and being like, okay, like where's the gap? Yeah. Like where can I fit yeah. the things? Where can I fix it? Um, I mean, I was just talking about this the other day and I think it does come down to like a lot of, you know, when you were in like heavy trauma and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just, yeah. it's chaotic yeah. and you're just trying to survive. You learn to juggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just like, you can make, you can smooth everything out, yeah. like fix the problem before it becomes a problem and yeah. like all of that. So, you know, I learned real young. Uh, I was like good at that. Um, it's, and it's just funny cause right. Cause like just another testament of like everything that we get into or everything that happens ends up being like for a reason. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and so like, um, I do really like specialize in like, I love like systems. I love how things like talk to each other. I love how you can like, it, you can get really creative with it. Do you yeah. find comfort in Matt? Like the lack of, like in, in the system, do you find comfort in the system? My bad. I'm over here trying to <laughs> pronounce it or say yeah. it the right way. Do you find yeah. comfort in the system though? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of freedom in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that like systems and things like that are very constricting and they're like, yeah. no, I don't want that. I don't want to like fall in line with that. And I'm like, you having to do something that's taking you five steps when it could take you two steps. Yeah. God, those three extra steps, like yeah. that time save can like, now you can like do something creative that you actually want to do, yeah. you know, not this back end stuff. So I'm at this point in my life too, where I'm like, I want it to be thoughtless so that I can be creative, yeah. right? At yeah. this point, we're looking, or when you talk about efficiency, I don't want to say at this point, when you talk about efficiency, mm-hmm. efficiency usually means like, you examine a process, like you said, see where the gaps are. Mm-hmm. This is something that you keep running into in different industries, mm-hmm. makeup, retail, vitamins, mm-hmm. coffee, mm-hmm. cannabis. What do you think coming into these things? What do you, Is there a common denominator or a common issue you keep seeing? Hmm. Um, I mean, let me see. Across those, yeah. I feel like it's a lack of, especially like on like corporate levels, it was a lack of, I guess it's a lack of like vision, right? And like being like very intentional with the vision to like be able to like build a foundation to support it. Um, That's probably like a common denominator that I saw in a lot of things. But I think too, um, man. Let me think about that question. <laughs> what about dealing with people? How does a corporation deal with people that make up this system? 
Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the common denominator, I guess, in that one was there was a lot of like lack of care, um, like from, or like not, maybe not even care so much, but lack of ability to like come in and like really like nurture that like culture, nurture those people, you know? And, and so when you are, and this can tie into the vision too, like if you, and why you're doing something if you're yeah. like super money focused and you're just like let's just grow 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 and you're just like and you lose sight of like what you are trying to do within your company culture yeah and that is like a foundational thing too so like a lot of the things like i worked with systems and things like that but i very much like worked with the people and a lot like alongside them yeah to like understand like what were their frustrations yeah. and i think i saw like a huge disconnect from like from the founder of a company or the people that are like driving decisions, they were so disconnected from the people that were actually doing the work. Yeah. And like, that is where I fucking shine. Like in like all of those situations, because like I came in and this was the common thing. I would come into these like new industries. Right. And I would just, I had no idea about cannabis when I came into it. I was like, I don't know. Like I did a lot in coffee and I understand agriculture Mm -hmm. and post-processing and all of that like so I understood it to an extent but it was super different but then once I got it down within the first couple weeks I was like okay like I get what's working I get what's not working there's a huge disconnect here nobody's advocating for people nobody cares to listen to people and like there's just maybe they can't for like whatever reason they can't like get in and understand but like that was what I did. I dove in to under, like, I wanted to understand what was happening. Yeah. And I did that at each level, like within this career, like I went into like different, you know, I went into yeah. like production and things like that. I don't know. I'd never, I wasn't like super into like cannabis and like smoking. Like I was terrible at rolling joints, like yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and I'm supposed to tell somebody yeah. how to do it. Yeah. What? No, I'm going to go and listen to them and yeah, be like, yeah. how can I support you and make this better? What's working? Like, and then looking at the people that were doing the best, putting out the best numbers yeah. and being like, how are you doing it? Cause you're setting the standard. Yeah. And then, and just literally cre- like, it's just, I have an ability to Zoom, oops, zoom out yeah. and like look at the big picture but also like dive in like with the person and be like okay like what are you doing why does this work why do you do it that way and like listen to people yeah and then make it change the process in a way so that like other people can now do the same thing okay um and make it like a standard is it safe to say that the people are the systems mm, yeah i mean like okay. a big part of it yeah um so i think you and I ask you that because I think people will see later in the interview that you have mm-hmm. a, a talent for getting to the core of some things. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes you successful at what you do now. Mm-hmm. But I can see where it starts. I can see yeah. like as you're as we're doing the prep and we're talking about all these things mm-hmm. and how you're basically getting bored because you're getting topped out. Right. And so mm-hmm. you need a new challenge. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're moving from one thing to the next. They make sense. And you put a lot of passion into you know, these systems, which turn out to be, you know, a big part of them is people. Mm -hmm. So it makes a lot of sense later on. Mm -hmm. And I think the audience will agree. What, where does it come to after your, your professional, just corporate lifestyle, where does the idea for you just going out on your own and doing your own thing come from? Man, I was, (laughs) it's funny because like 
for years I had people that were like, you should just, you should open up your own thing. You should yeah. work for yourself. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I, it never was like appealing to me. I didn't like, I wasn't like the entrepreneur that was like, yeah, I want to work for myself. And like, yeah, yeah. I was never like that my whole life. <laughs> and, but I was highly creative and I love business and I love learning from people and things like that. The moment that happened for me though, was like, I realized that, um, I was like, I have been able to come into vastly different industries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them, I dove in. I sought to understand, yeah. talk to the people, look at the process. I would get into the shit that like nobody would fucking care to look at. Yeah, yeah. And then I would like understand, and I would be able to flip it, mm -hmm. fix it, and like make it more efficient, more profitable. And I saw myself doing it for like corporations or like bigger yeah. companies. And I was like that I wasn't really like invested in their value system or things like that or how they treated people. Yeah. And I was like, man, I should, uh, I should just go do this. And like, I can have a bigger impact if I can go and do this and like work with many different like businesses and I can choose who I want to work with too. Yeah. What are the steps you take in order to make that a reality? How I started it. Yeah. Oh man, it was <laughs> not well thought out. <laughs> Let me tell you. Did you just pivot all of a sudden, and yeah. you're just like, let's just fucking figure it out? Yeah, I'm like, a like I'm a full send kind of girl. <laughs> oh, full send. I love that. <laughs> this one. <full. laughs> I was just like, and honestly, we talked about this a little bit before, but I just got mad, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll think about something, and I'll be like, yeah, like maybe I could, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I just got like super mad and I was like, um, whenever there's a situation where I don't feel valued, <laughs> um, you could take it personal, huh? Yeah. yeah well, cause yeah. I was very, well, you know, I've processed and worked on this mm -hmm. and have boundaries with this now, but like I would get too emotionally invested in these yeah. things. And so it was, and it is like my work that I take a lot of like value like with myself you know and so now it makes sense with that i'm doing and i do find a lot of value in it um but that to be said i got a i just got mad like not being taken seriously being the only woman in the room like just having to constantly fucking fight for myself and advocate for myself oh, shit. like got over that yeah um and then yeah man and like and i don't I don't think I told you this before, but I have a, I have like a three year max on things. Oh, <laughs> you get obsessed and then you're out, huh? No, I know. <laughs> like I haven't. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this. People are gonna be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but I'm like, I have like three year. Like nothing has lasted longer. Like okay, work relationships. Yeah. Nothing has passed three years. And at first, I was like, "What?" Is that gonna bite me? Yeah, yeah well, I had to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To be honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay, let's look at this. And I was like, first year, and you can apply this to relationships or whatever. First year, you're like, I'm so excited to yeah, be yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so yeah. excited. I'm fucking in it. Yeah. Second year, you're like, all right, there's some problems, but like, <laughs> it's okay. Oh, it's yeah. okay. Like, I'm. I. St I see it. I'm still in it. Yeah. Still yeah. worth it. Yeah. Third year, this is not fucking changing. Oh yeah. And like, it, can I live with this or no? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I can't. So that's uh that's what happened. <laughs> Tell me about the night before you call it quits with your corporate oh, steady yeah. income. Like what was yeah. or what was yeah, like the night before you decide to do it? Like what was that like? What was the thought yeah. process? All right. So 
some stuff had been happening in the business. Okay. And a lot of people left that were at the very, like, tip top of the business. Oh, okay. Um, and that was kind of, like, nerve-wracking itself. But I was just watching it, and I was just seeing how the pieces, it was going to shake out. And um, I still, like, had, like, mad respect for the owner and, like, still do, like, for this whole experience, right? Like, I'm super grateful for yeah. the opportunity. Um, and what happened, though, was, like, it was a Saturday, and my email is just going blown up, man. And it's about something 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 so stupid like a, like a non-problem somebody okay. like making somebody not understanding a process fully yeah and then like blowing everybody up on a saturday yeah. and i was like don't do that to people like like yeah. let them have the weekend and i was so irritated and it just like tipped me over the edge honestly okay. and then i decided i was like okay like i i am no longer valuable here sure i could do the job function yeah but like i'm not like this is not the good like setting for me. It's not the right energy for me. Okay. But I wrote my I wrote my letter um, of resignation and crying because like I really oh that sucks yeah, yeah like I wrote a, and I wrote like the <laughs> I wrote a whole thing to the owner and like to the people that like made really impact and because I was like fuck I don't want to let people down yeah and so and I realized I stayed in my last year for my teams too like really invested in them but. So there was like all of that, like kind of closing out, moving through, but I, not for one second was I scared that I was going to like, I don't know, not be able to figure it out. Like I just like was like, I insanely trust myself and I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just going to fucking go for it. Where does that trust and courage you have for yourself come from? Uh, man, I think I've had no choice like my whole life. Like I'd had to be brave. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to save that for something else. Okay. Because like I said before, you and me, we can go off and start talking. So (laughs) we're going to save it. And I promise you'll you'll get to tell the story. (laughs) Um, So you, you write the letter of resignation. I feel like you have two letters you wrote, one in your head that was full of curse words. And the other one was like the professional one. Because that's what I would have did. I wouldn't have wrote a letter. I'm not good at letters. But. <laughs> Anyways, what's the plan the next day on Sunday or Monday even? Yeah. Well, then I was nervous, right? Because I was like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um. Well, I had, I started reaching out like via like my social like network. Okay. And, you know, I've lived and worked in Sacramento for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, like I'm friends with a lot of business owners. And I was just like, let me just reach out. And I reached out starting, like, I wasn't reaching out to, like, sell myself or anything like that. I was just, I reached out to some people and I was like, hey, I'm thinking of starting this business and doing consulting. If you needed a consultant, what would, what would you want from it? And I I was just, like, very curious because I had no idea what it looked like. And the internet is very vague, like, on it. Um, It's vague on purpose. Yeah. You gotta pay for the parts. <laughs> yeah. They get you to the goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I in those conversations, I mean, I only reached out to a couple of people and they were like, actually, I'm about to go live with like a cafe and like da 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 da. And so Really? Yeah. And they like I got two clients like immediately. Good for you. Thanks. That says a lot about how yeah. people see you. But it was funny because like these people were <laughs> they were customers of mine, like when I started in coffee. Okay. Like, and the, that's just the power of community, power of yeah. 
like just talking to people and being real and like I was I've been consistent like that was like years that I hadn't seen them or like that I or I'd seen them and I've had the relationship and I kept it going but it had been like six years since I originally met them mm-hmm. and so like I was consistent for them for six years and, and then you finally cashed in the chips and then they like trusted yeah. me like yeah. when the time came and I had no idea it would pan out that way <sighs> Is there any worry about the new format you're you're about to do? When I say format, I mean you leave a steady paycheck sure. that comes in on time. Mm-hmm. You're about to start this consulting thing with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But it's there's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Were you worried about that at all? Or yeah. were you just so excited about the process? Yeah. I was like, um, well, it's funny because like I didn't have a lot of worries in the very beginning because I just I saw that I immediately got it and I was like, cool. Sure, there's like some like worry a little bit, like yeah. maybe it won't happen. But I just I was so like in the process with them yeah. that it just didn't. I wasn't worried about it. Uh, simultaneously, though, like my first year, I wasn't aggressively trying to grow my business, mm-hmm. which is kind of hilarious. Um, but. <laughs> I was doing like a lot of therapy work at the same time. On yourself? Yeah. Okay. And so I started like in EMDR therapy and things like that. And so like I had to hold a lot of my space for myself like emotionally and like mentally there. So my energy was, my energy was going into like healing some like deep rooted shit. Yeah. um, While I like continued like work with them. So I wasn't like hyper focused on like what's going to happen over here because I was present here. Yeah. But I got to that point my second year. Now I'm, I'm, I need to know about that part. We'll talk about that off camera though. Okay, but like, I want to know about that part. That's I tight. <laughs> anyways, where do you, what's the first year like? Yeah. I mean, first year was just like, well, it's funny because I went into it and I thought that I was just like, cool, I'm doing operations. I'm doing logistics. Like, it's just going to be like that. Like, I thought it was going to be so, just so business, like black and white. Yeah. And then- it wasn't like at all. I because I had no idea that I would be like more than half of the time would be showing up and like holding space for people like emotionally and like the mental and like the mind shifts and like all of that. Um, I don't know why I didn't think that that was anything that <laughs> it didn't like. I thought it like it might come up, mm-hmm. you know, because I've done a lot of like coaching and things like that with like teams and things like that. It's not like I didn't already heavily work in that space it just didn't like occur to me that it was going to be such a big thing um but it was cool it was really cool in like holding space and predominantly my all my clientele my first year were men okay and which was really interesting and I didn't like try to do anything like it just like I let whoever come into my space come into my space and yeah um it it worked out and like it was very interesting that first because I say that because my now most of my clientele is women. Yeah. And it's just interesting seeing like the how like actually like working with them and like seeing like having to hold space for them, letting them talk and like letting them talk out the frustrations too okay. of like in their business, being an entrepreneur, wanting to grow it. But this is happening and this is happening. It's frustrating. And like all of the emotions that come with it because it's you're fully reliant on yourself. And to make something fucking happen. Yeah. And then doing that, but then also like creating processes, creating systems, like helping them with the strategy in their business so that like we can alle- alleviate this frustration. Like 
which all of that led me to then expanding my business in a different way. I want to backtrack on something. Okay. I knew you were going to say something about this, so I just kind of saved it for now. Mm-hmm. You had said that in the corporate world, you were tired of being the only woman in the room and competing. Yeah. Can you elaborate on a little bit more on that? Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I mean, as I found myself like moving up and mm-hmm. it's, I was always in like very like male dominated um, industries. Okay. Um, and it was fine. Like I didn't have a problem because I'm very like, <laughs> I don't know, aggressive, but like, no, I have no problem like standing up for myself. Right. Okay. Cause that's like also how I grew up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Very scrappy can like, that's a whole nother like podcast. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but like in that it was during that time, like I had to learn how to find my voice. Right. I had to learn how to, Say something if your voice shakes, <laughs> like oh, because um, it's scary and like being like being in a room where nobody like looks like you, nobody has had the same past as you, yeah. And like, I'm happy that I was in the room to give a different voice, a different perspective, a yeah. different viewpoint because it's really important. Um, but it was like it was really tough at first. Um, and you know, I was also they thought I was younger than I was. Um, everybody thought I was like in my twenties, but I was like 30 mm-hmm. and I was like, thanks. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, but also like, and then being heavily tattooed, being a woman, being like bisexual, like all of the things, <laughs> like when I was in like rooms with a certain demographic yeah, didn't work for my advantage. Um, and it was like when I had an idea, I had to fight that the idea was right. And like outside of just a gut feeling, I had to like show like data analytics. Yeah. I had to really build a strong case. Yeah. Um, so I got stuck in like prove it mode all the time, which is shitty for self-worth. Yeah. I get why it's shitty for self-worth. Yeah. But knowing the little bit I know about you outside of, of work and your processes, I feel like you do good <laughs> in proving yourself and having to, yeah. rise to the occasion and yeah. overcome the challenge right yeah so how did being in an environment that forced you to prove yourself and base things off data and to communicate with people who really didn't take you seriously mm-hmm. how did that turn into a strength for you later yeah um it was interesting i had a boss at one time and i i loved him i'm still friends with him mm-hmm. and um I was just I remember being like, man, why is this guy my boss? Like he doesn't he was the head of data analytics. Okay. Okay. And this is so funny. He was the head of like the data analytics team. And I was just heavy operations, right? Like I was just come in like I was like a bull in a china shop. Like I yeah. was just because yeah. I was in cannabis too, like right in the boom of it, like during COVID. And so it was like we got no time. We yeah. got to do this shit now, yeah. right? And so, like, I was, like, I don't know, I guess, like, a little bit more, uh, like, rough. But I got this boss that at first I was, like, I don't agree with this. But then it ended up being the best thing for me because he would, like, he he was, like, you're really good. You're just a little rough on the edges. And I was, like, okay. So I had to, like, learn how to be more political. I didn't agree with it. Oh, okay. Like, the bureaucracy and, like... Mm-hmm. You know, just like the little things I was like, it didn't feel um, 
I don't know, authentic. And I was like, I got a problem with this. Yeah, yeah. But like I had to go through it and I had to learn those lessons like with him and like see why it was valuable to, it's going to make work easier. Like I was very rough and like I own this. I was like, I was like, no, but like they should just do their job because it's your job. Yeah. And I didn't get it. Like, and he was like, no, but if people like you, they're going to want to work with you more. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) (laughs) So I I had to learn that lesson, though, the hard way. And it's like, um, so, I mean, that kind of answered your question, but not fully. No, it's so look, it's good. It's good. The whole point of it is just to get deeper into what you're talking about. And I put my head back and smile because I've had to learn that lesson. Yeah. Still learning that lesson, right, from the yeah. producer and yeah. Mario, the person you talked to earlier. <laughs> yeah. There's been some conversation where he's like, hold on. <laughs> this ain't that. Uh-huh. You got to do it like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, nah, nah, it's not where I come from. It's not who I am. And he's like, "Yeah, you ain't that no more. Yeah, This is what we're doing now. This yeah. is how we get to the win. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't, it doesn't feel good when you're doing it. But when you see it again and you mm-hmm. know how to approach it, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, totally. And like fast forward, yeah. like now, now I'm like hella good. Yeah. <laughs> like I can like I can hold space. I can hold yeah. the conversation. I can navigate the conversation. And like where that's like, because I was able to do it always like with my team members, like people that were on my team, uh-huh. you know. But it was like when it was another department head, you know. And yeah. I was like, oh man, why does this suck, you know? Yeah. Um. So definitely got to like flex that skill a little bit better yeah i've i enjoy it when i see it when i see the challenge arise again yeah and it might be with a new person yeah. or even when i can just roll into it yeah and become second nature you're just like later on you pat yourself on the back i do and i just be like yeah. damn i remember yeah. when that was hard and yeah. like now it's just you just transition into it like you would any other process that gets you to the finish line absolutely and like i think like my past like work like being in these situations and things like that where yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't doing the best thing all the time, you know, like I had to like, I had to learn the hard way. Um, and because it had to feel like real for me. And then, um, also simultaneously like the life experience, but also like doing like therapy and things like that. Right. Like learning how to like, you know, like shedding some things and like communicating effectively and like by honoring yourself, honoring that person, holding boundaries, like, and like, having coming together because it's like hey we're just trying to get to to this same thing like we want the same thing so like how do we do that yeah and i think it's an important skill to learn when Mm -hmm. you when there's passion involved yeah because you can get very off track with passionate people yeah i can see how some of my first year conversations in in Mm -hmm. in art sounded ridiculous because <laughs> i'm just like there's hella passion yeah. but where's the practicality yeah. where's the execution right yeah. like where the fuck how do we do this shit yeah and you have to learn that skill right mm-hmm. so it's 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 a game changer skill when you learn to like politic with people or navigate people yeah but it's it also it also is dope to see like oh i remember when that was hard or yeah. when this was new yeah. so I don't remember why I asked that question, but anyway, <laughs> <Here, laughs> we did remember, it we went on the yeah, tangent i don't remember Damn what, it. what question it even was but <laughs> You had mentioned that all your your clients uh, slowly became female. They were yeah. they were different. What do you think changed? Like, yeah, what's the process and all that? Yeah, I actually like noticed that I was like heavy 
and there's different terminology and like whatever but like uh the way i identify with is like you're heavy like your energy and like your masculine traits your feminine traits right like okay. my my personality is like more comfortable in this yeah. like masculine side like that's who i am i'm yeah. very like direct i'm like you know i'm just like that but i found a lot of healing and things like that when i swung into like feminine side and yeah. like can practice patience and like going slower yeah. and um that was so equally important now as i was tapping into that more doing that therapy and things like that i was healing a lot of things yeah. i was getting into that more and i was like hey like i love like i love vulnerability i love being in that space yeah and so like i started I took my business online year two and I was just like had so much fun just showing that vulnerability, showing that like here's my mindset, here's my feelings and like, yeah, like you're not alone and you can make it through this and like like motivation, but just very raw. I wanted to like yeah. show people who I was and then just naturally doing that. Like it's not that I don't have male clients, I do, but yeah. the majority is women and it's like – they're just like I don't cold cold call people. I don't like do anything. Like I just try to show up and attract, yeah. and like that's just what has come in for me. I think you were supposed to do that. Yeah. You were supposed to have the that clientele in the way you did, and like yeah. even when you were telling me about the people you deal with now versus the people you were before, and the the personal stuff that was going along with it, like I could see, mm -hmm. I could see the timeline in my own head, right, yeah. and just. It was dope to hear it. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what the 30 is gonna look like. like oh, I know. Like, you know. like I'm excited to hear what it is. Like I'm over here just like popcorn, like have a next. <laughs> so what what are some of the what are some of the conversations of improvement you're having with your clients yeah. in their businesses? Yeah. Like regular conversations mm -hmm. and things. I mean, I'm heavily like involved in their lives and like things that are going on, of course. But I think like a common thing that like I've done with every single person is like in the beginning, it's like learning how to show up as your fullest self. Um, and it's like, okay, like how do I want to show up? Because it's like it makes you feel business or social media can make it feel scary to like yeah. show who you are. Yeah. Talk about your values <laughs> and like shit that you care about um, or that you're whatever. And um so like that being said, like just those conversations around like kind of tapping into like what like it could be like, what does it look like to be like a professional? And people will like be like, oh, I don't want to like be a professional. They'll resist systems and change and like these leadership like dynamics and things like that because they don't want to be a quote unquote professional because they of what they associate with. So yeah. a lot of things are just like kind of like moving through resistance, like switching a word meaning for us and being like, well, I think a professional is looking like this, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like heavily tattooed, like yeah. whatever. It could be whatever you want. But I think like the, yeah, the majority is showing up as your full self, showing up in your business however you want, creating a business however you want it, like whatever you want it to look like, it can just be that because it's you. And the more that you can step into that openness, that vulnerability and showing that because nobody is you, right? Yeah. There's, I tell people, I'm like, there's a thousand tattoo artists, there's a thousand estheticians, there's mm -hmm. a thousand, like everybody, like there's lots of people that do it, but nobody's you. Yeah. So what are you doing? How are you bringing, like, what are you bringing to the table? And it's like all of your past experience, it is your trauma. It's how you had dealt with it. It's your healing. It is your essence. It's like all of those things are so fucking important. Yeah. And like that's a lot of the work that I do with like all of my clients, like showing up like that. 
sound like you're like a life coach, fool. Man, okay. So <laughs> for real, like I was like, maybe I could do that. I like opened it up for a couple months to do it. Um, yeah. And I was like, this is too much. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, bet. I bet. Maybe year three. No, yeah, I bet. Right? Hell no. Well, I think so the, the thing I thought was extremely valuable with you, and uh-huh. I don't know if this happens in every other business coach mm-hmm. or whatever, but the fact that these people and yourself, like you guys allow the relationship to be slightly blurred in it not just being professional and not just being a friend and i think i think that's a very unique place to occupy Mm -hmm. and it makes sense to me why you are the right person for that space and it's like when you had talked about some of the clients you have and the things you do in your own personal lifestyles like i wonder if you're just hanging out with people that are passionate about the same shit you are (laughs) <laughs> you know, like I want you're just hanging out with friends all day, like basically. Yeah. I mean, no, it's nice. I mean, yeah, one of them, one of my clients is a Michelin star chef and yeah. she has a catering business. So, oh no, I get to eat. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Sucks. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, like I care about that. I care that, like, I just work with creatives yeah. that are really like soul led, like creatives. Yeah passionate about what they do right and then it's like okay like a lot of times they've gotten like they started they started at their businesses they've got it going they're making money but now they're at a point where like that it starts like bubbling over it starts becoming too much and you don't know how to expand you don't know how to grow it without just working more yeah and so that's like a big thing of like what i come in and like help them do i'm like okay like let's get like also like really clear on some things yeah and like a cleanup, like implement their systems and things like that, make it like so that it's like they can still scale, they can still take things on, um, but then also they can still do what they love and what they're creative about. Um, and then, yeah, holding space for all the emotional and like mindset stuff like in between. Can you elaborate on the definition of holding space? Yeah. Because <laughs> it sounds cool. Yeah. I just, I have <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's just – um. I mean, sometimes I'll come into a session and I'll just be like, what's up? You know, like, ch- like chatting yeah. and they're not there with me. Like you can feel like, um, you know, when something's off. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay. And I can like, and dependent on the person is how I'm going to like lead the conversation. Some people like need to start talking about work a little bit. Yeah. And then like, they're going to like start like, oh my gosh. And then yeah, all this yeah. other stuff is going to come out. Right. Other people are going to like give it to me like right off the bat. Yeah. Um, but either way, it's just like not judging them. It's hearing them. Right. Yeah. Like not just listening and just being like, cool, like you want to tell me what's wrong? Like it's like actually like validating their feelings too and like understanding. And a lot of the things because, you know, we might have like similar, but I can relate yeah. to like very heavily because I've, you know, I think another reason why I've been through so much shit, yeah. you know, it's like I was meant to go through that shit so that I can now relate and hold space and like be in these, you know, conversations yeah. and not and like and I can get it. I understand. See, and to reinforce your point, mm-hmm. you talked about you had been through things and it allows you to hold space. I th- when I think about the non-judgment part, right, mm-hmm. and the things, it once once I reveal to people that I'm, I'm, I'm a recovering addict, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in recovery. I'm actively yeah. covering every day. Yeah. There seems to be a much, and I... I share some of the mistakes and the vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. right? The lessons. Yeah. It changes the dynamic of, of, the, of the conversation, which mm-hmm. then works on the relationship, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know why that's so powerful of a tool, the empathy and then also, like, the vulnerability, but it is. Mm-hmm. And I think 
I could see why you're very good at what you do. Like the first 20 minutes of conversation with you and me, yeah. right? It was, yeah. it was, we were it was, in it. it, we're yeah. in it. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, this fool's good. Like, I don't yeah. know what you, what's going on with you, but you're dope. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I can see it yeah. and I'll just throw it out there. But it'd be a dope podcast. Maybe if you, you know, oh, if you were, yeah, if you were ever to do, I know some people that can help you. You know what I'm saying? You'd be a dope host, but <laughs> let's talk about some of the ways these, you help these people expand their business. Okay. Yeah. Um, so once we like, because a lot of times like we just start and it's like, we'll start a business because we're like, okay, well, like I'm good at this thing. I'm just yeah. going to do that. Okay. But like, what do you want to do? I'm going to use my client, Allison, as an example. Um, she's uh, sober. And, um, Can you tell us what Allison does? Oh, first? Allison is my chef. Okay. And she got Sacramento its first Michelin star. Okay. So that's a really big deal. What's a Michelin star? Like tires and shit? Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, some like little star that they give you. Okay. Because it's, uh, you have to meet like these quality, this like quality checklist or whatever. Okay. I'm really bad at explaining it. I know yeah. it's a big deal, but I'm like. drive throughs are my specialty. So yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I had, um. Uh, so she has, so she has a catering business Okay, and, um, she's actually got voted for like Saks, like best, like chef, like up and coming chef and oh, like wow. all this stuff. Like she's, she's been really cool, but, um, I knew she was doing that and I was, she has all of these ideas, right? Like meal prep and doing like yeah. all these side things. And I'm like, whenever we're making a decision in the business, I like, because in the beginning I identify like the bigger vision, the mm -hmm. bigger purpose, because she has like an addiction Right. And like yeah. she's in her sobriety and yeah. she has had her life traumas through that. She wants to create like a center for women in Sacramento. Oh, wow. Recovery right? center. Recovery center. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's sick. And it that is. is, that is what I'm talking about. That's soul led. That yeah. means something. Right. Because like she, like that's a, that's bigger. That's using your craft, using your things to do something bigger, more impactful. Yeah. That like we need, community needs. And so now in her business, I help her with strategy that to drive towards that goal and keep her more aligned on it. What are one of the tactics you use to fill that strategy? Um, let me see. Um, I mean, we get, so this is something that I do with everybody. It's um, it kind of like identify their vision, right? Mm -hmm. They're like their big thing. I have them write it down. I do a lot of like journaling and shit like in the beginning. Okay. Um, so, and have people really spend time with themselves because they don't really do that. Yeah. Spend yeah. time, journal, get to know yourself. And slow down. <laughs> and so I have them do that. What is your vision? There's no rules. What do you want to do? Great. Yeah. What are your values? How are you going to like run your business? Yeah. You know, um, some of it's like, oh, I want people to feel safe around me. Great. And then it comes into um, kind of like, how are your methodology? Like, how are you going to do that? So how are you going to like move in your business, like utilizing these values that's then going to get you to this vision. Yeah. And then um, I even have them look at like kind of like obstacles that might come up. So it's like, okay, I'm not gonna have enough time. I'm not gonna have no money, like whatever mm -hmm. it is, just write it down. So like we can like, we can probably create a strategy like around it. Um, and if it does come up, we've already talked about it. Yeah, It's not as like, oh my God, you know, like yeah. what am I going to do? And then also like I have them define success for themselves. Oh, that's fire. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what does success look like? Not just in work. Yeah. What does your life look yeah. like? What is your, like how much time do you have to be creative? Yeah. You know, I have a full day on Wednesday. I don't do shit. Like I, that is my creative day. Is for it my, really? Yeah. yeah that's tight. Sometimes I'm like just nerdy in my yeah. fucking laptop and just building something. Or I'm like, you know what I need to do? I need to go 
on a hike yeah because my fucking soul needs it you know yeah <laughs> and so like my clients i have them build in that time too to be creative because they all are creatives yeah and it's just about giving yourself the space to feel it yeah and when you're creative it's one of those things where you might not always see when you're being starved of the creativity right but you'll see the results that something is off yeah and so if that constant time isn't there that selfish time that's mm-hmm. what i call it yeah. if that's not there you can get off track with very simple things very quickly yeah so that maintenance of expanding and exploring the creativity is extremely necessary yeah you had mentioned to me something about you and one of the i think it's the same client having uh like a sober brunch yeah. Or something. Can you, yeah. Can you, yeah. So tell us about that? she, in one of the things that she was like, oh, like I want to do like community events. I was like, sure. So I reached out to Teetotalist, who is a, a sober, like non alcoholic bar, specialty, okay. like craft cocktail, mocktails, and things like that. Um, I reached out to them. So I got together like Allison from Notre Firm and Teetotalist got them together. We, we made up a brunch because a lot of brunches are just like, you know, that's a time to get drunk. Mimosas, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so we, you know, we found vendors and partners. Yeah. And it was on a fucking rooftop in Midtown. It was beautiful. That's it dope. was hot. But yeah. it was like, it was so cool. And then um, we had a DJ and we like used like all local people, of course. And then we had a panel speaker. So we did the brunch and it was fun and you got all of that and you got the party vibes um, and you got like a four course brunch meal from Allison that was outstanding um, and then a paired drink like mocktail with every single course. And then after that, there was a panel of like speakers of like people that like own like all the bitter, Ian from all the bitter, um, which is like a non-alcoholic bitters because it doesn't exist. And so it was just like people that had worked in the industry that were like, you know, because especially like in this industry, like in the food and beverage industry, it's like like it's very normal to just like drink all the time. Yeah. Do a bunch of blow. Like yeah. <laughs> it's fine. And um, but it's so normalized and which actually is like a problem. <laughs> and so there was a lot of like trying to like bring community together to like be like, hey, like we can have a brunch. We can do these events and it can can help the community and like you know the panel like talked about their experience with their sobriety and yeah. um all of that so it was like really impactful we're going to continue to do more that sounds hella exciting and when yeah. you talk about an experience based form of helping somebody yeah. right of community yeah like we do that here with art we curate yeah. the show the people in the show yeah. the space the art's actually like probably the the least my bad. The least important <laughs> part of it, it's it's more so like, what are the people in the yeah. room going to talk about? How's, yeah. it, how's the energy going to be? Yeah. And so like, that's what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. If you've paired food with drinks, like you're, mm-hmm. it's just another art form yeah. that you're using to reinforce these values. Yeah. I think that's great. And I hope to see more of that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to open up this part of the podcast as we get closer to the end of it, mm-hmm. just to you, just to mm-hmm. talk about whatever you want to talk about. You want to rant, you want to give thanks, whatever. Can be as long or as short as you want it to be. Oh my God. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. First of all, I mean, I know I talk about like kind of like shit that's happened and whatever and like negative like experiences I've had like yeah. in my corporate life. I've also had like a shit ton of positive ones. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for all of it. Yeah. You know, and like I've had like really positive relationships and things like that. Grateful for 
like my community now that I have and like that continues to foster that we like I get to meet you and I get to be here like I think that's really cool cool. (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like just thankful for my clients and like all the people like on social media and like all of that like that just they the level of like how much people share with me um that is like really vulnerable yeah um I'm very like grateful to hold that space. Yeah, and I think we're comfortable doing that because you prompt it with your posts, the things you post. I try to. I think it's it's dope that you start that conversation. Yeah. And you're able to back it up with success and all these other things yeah. that are very encouraging to people who might not always see that or be yeah. exposed to that. Yeah. So yeah. I'd like to conclude the episode with the final question and ask you what's your idea of a dope day my idea of a dope day okay i really had to think about this i was like damn what are we doing (laughs) um okay i'm gonna go i'm like elaborate with this i guess go for it yeah thank you very much um i love santa cruz so much okay like (laughs) so it's like i'm there in santa cruz slow morning wake up yeah baby boy um animals around like having a good cup of coffee yeah. and, and just like listening to like the waves yeah that's dope. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like quiet and it's nice and except for the noise of like kids and stuff like yeah. that's cool but i like those sounds yeah. and um like all of that and then just literally getting to do whatever i want and just be be still and be with myself that's like that's a dope day that's a great answer. Thanks. I appreciate your time <laughs> and your energy. Can you tell everybody where they can find you out on social media? Oh, yeah. My Instagram is Kylie, K-I-L-E-Y dot Sequoy, S-E-C-O-Y. And yeah, my business is Sequoy Consultive. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thanks. This podcast has been brought to you by We Are Sacramento. And that's it for our episode, though.